0: Hello. Hello. Hello, I'm Ferg. Welcome back. I am Heather. And
1: we are new old friends.
0: This is Crimes Crimes on Centre Court.
1: Crimes on Centre Court.
2: Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do.
1: Ah, yeah, what do you think of the singing? It was so much fun to do. It was tricky, but it was fun. Very, very tricky. We enjoyed it. So anyway, uh, the case is hotting right up now. We are into the closing stages. Do you know who done it? That's the question I'm asking you. Do you know who done it?
0: I've got a pretty strong idea.
1: No, Heather, I'm asking you, do you know
0: who done <laughs> it? <laughs> yes. Good. Yes, Thank I you do. I do. I remember this time.
1: Do you actually? Yeah. Go on, then who was it? Uh, 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 we're not going to uh, tell uh, you. You're going to have to listen. You're going to have to listen.
0: Yeah. Enjoy this next episode. Oh. Penny's
1: being tested harry has been arrested, things surely can't get much worse. The count's up to four, surely there'll be no more, bodies piled up in the hearse. There's only a few left, who've not been touched by death.
2: Which one of them is leading people to their grave? There is living in fear, he has not an idea how to get himself free. But he's got a friend with him to the end, he can rely on old Penny. She'll be chasing down deeds, hunting out misdeeds. she's got no time for rest. She'll follow her nose till she's sure what she knows, she really is the best. Consult this show's rich history, she'll solve this murder mystery. No, no one else is turning up dead.
1: Inspector Colgate! Inspector Colgate! Perry Pink! The very same. I'm arresting you on the suspicion of murder. What? What?
0: The walrus-like inspector strode right up to Perry and placed a flipper, sorry, hand, onto his shoulder.
1: Sorry, Perry, but you'll have to come with me, son. Evidence is evidence. But, but... We'll talk down the station, eh?
0: Don't worry, Perry, I'll sort this out. But, but... Poor Perry was in a state of total shock. His eyes were free of all emotion, like a politician or a banker. But unlike those two professions, apparently he wasn't above the law. The inspector led him to a vehicle and bundled him in the back seat. At least he wasn't too rough. I hopped into Perry's car and followed them to the station. I had to wait until the police had finished questioning Perry before I could speak to him. I was shown to a freezing concrete corridor lined with metal doors. The uniformed officer unlocked one and let me in. Perry was perched on the edge of a narrow bench slash bed. His eyes were red and he'd wrapped his arms around himself. I ran to him and flung my own arms around his.
1: Oh, Perry, are you okay? They're accusing me of murder, Penny. Saying that I killed someone, maybe more than one person.
0: Try not to let it get to you, Perry. I'm going to prove your innocence. Well,
1: they seem pretty convinced, though, Penny. As if I could ever kill anyone.
0: I know, I know. What did they say? What's their proof? I don't know! Perry Pink, you need to pull yourself together and tell me what happened. If I don't know what we're up against, I can't help. Now take a deep breath and tell me everything.
1: Yes, Penny. Sorry.
0: Start at the very beginning.
1: OK. My parents met when my mother got a job working as a laboratory clerk and my father was the receptionist.
0: That was my fault. I had forgotten how literal Perry could be. Start from the beginning with your interview with Inspector Colgate.
1: Oh, that does make more sense. So? OK, so after I called them yesterday with our hunch, they ran some tests on Lord Knows, and it turns out his death wasn't natural causes at all. What was it? An overdose. Apparently, he had ten times the recommended amount of performance-enhancing steroids in his blood work. But of course, then I called... Which
0: now looks like you knew about it. But that's still pretty thin to arrest you, though, Perry.
1: Well, that's just the start. After they got the test results back, they went down and searched the club. What did they find? A cache of performance-enhancing steroids. Where? In the men's changing rooms, right near where we found Ivan's body. Oh, God. Ivan's body.
0: Control yourself, Perry. If you throw up in here, you'll have to sit with it for God knows how long. You're right. Finding drugs in the changing room still doesn't explain why they would arrest you, though, Perry. Well, they
1: were in my kit bag.
0: Ah, that'll do
1: it. Exactly. But they're not mine.
0: I know that, Perry, but now I need to prove it. You're going to have to sit tight for a while. Can you do that?
1: I don't see that I've got much choice, Penny girl.
0: I left Perry at the station and made a beeline back to the club. I needed to find some evidence that would prove Perry's innocence. I started by looking at the beam which had fallen and so spooked Lord Hugh. There was still nothing conclusive there, but if I really tried I could perhaps convince myself there were scrape marks on the ceiling either side. Maybe from where someone had prized the beam loose enough to fall at any moment? Truth be told, I was clutching at straws. That wouldn't prove anything. And the marks could have just as easily been made as the beam was secured back in place. I was clambering down from the chair when Lord Hugh came in.
1: Ah, Miss Pink, how, um, are you?
0: I've been better. The police arrested Perry, your lordship. Hugh? Perry! Perry Pink, my partner? He's been working undercover as a player in the tournament.
1: Ah, yeah, sorry. I was saying call me Hugh, not your lordship. I'm, I'm awfully sorry, you know, about Mr Pink. I'm sure you'll clear his name, though.
0: So you don't believe the police, then?
1: Oh, no, 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 of course not. No. Bit of a shock to learn that Daddy was poisoned, of course. But Mr Pink didn't arrive here till after that. Well, same as me. So he couldn't very well have slipped the steroids into Daddy's strawberries and cream, could he?
0: His strawberries and cream? Perry didn't mention that.
1: Oh. Hope I haven't let the cat out of the bag. Inspector Colgate just briefed Wendy and me. Said that was the likely delivery method. Makes sense. Daddy did love his berries.
0: Did you tell Colgate that Perry hadn't been at the club before you hired us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but because Mr Pink's fingerprints are all over the kit bag where the drugs were found, they were... You know, going to have to keep him in custody.
0: We'll see about that. I just need to find the real culprit and prove to the police Perry wouldn't hurt a fly.
1: I never understood why caring for flies precludes one from murder, you know. I hurt flies all the time. Can't stand the buggers. They're always buzzing around by the shoreline in Monte Carlo. And one just has to, you know, swat them away. Doesn't mean I run around killing people, though.
0: No, Your Lordship. You'll have to excuse me. I want to crack on with my investigation.
1: Right, yeah, of course. Um, actually, I, I rather thought I could, you know, um, help with that.
0: I think it's better if I work alone, but thank you for the offer.
1: Yeah, quite right. Wasn't suggesting I start sleuthing myself, uh, but I've got, um, uh, what shall I call it? Well, a tip, I suppose. I've got a bit of a tip.
0: What sort of a tip?
1: A tip-top tip, hopefully. Hmm... Wendy didn't want to say anything in front of the police to protect the reputation of the tournament, you know, but, but she thinks she knows who the drugs really belong to. What? Who? Digby.
0: Why wouldn't Wendy tell the police that?
1: Well, she doesn't really have any proof, and he's such a beloved figure around her, you know. Also, it might affect ticket sales in the future of the tournament.
0: My partner, Perry Pink, has been arrested for something he didn't commit, and you're worried about selling tickets for tennis matches.
1: Well, you yeah. are. When you put it like that... I've I... got to
0: go. I stormed out of the press room and went searching for Wendy Weaver. I found her in a tiny little office looking over the practice courts. Wendy! The woman was understandably startled by my entrance. I imagine I looked a bit wild. My hair was out of place and I was breathing heavily. Bloody hell, Miss Pink, are you okay? Is what Hugh just told me true? About what? About the drugs the police found being Digby's. Wendy swallowed hard and glanced out of the window before closing her blinds. "'Oh, Miss Pink, I shouldn't have said anything to young Hugh. "'You're going to tell me everything you know right now.' "'Okay, okay. Don't get your knickers in a twist.' "'My knickers! My partner has been nicked, Wendy!' She reacted to my outburst with a confused expression. "'You said there wasn't anything going on between you and Mr Pink.' I thought you and Lord Hugh were courting. I am not courting Lord Hugh. You ever had those fancy meals? One fancy meal? Not that that's any of your business. So you're with Perry then? I'm not with anyone, Mrs Weaver. Perry is my partner. My business partner. We're detectives hired by Lord Hugh to look into the death of his father. Her face dropped when she finally cottoned on. Oh. That does change things. If he's not a real player... Why ever would he have the steroids? Exactly. Now please tell me what you know about Digby. She toyed with her hair and bit her lip. I still don't know anything. It's just a feeling. A hump, I think you detectives call it. A hunch. I corrected her. That's right. Look, Digby is a good enough player. He's made the quarters and even the semis once. But this year he's been unbelievable all season. So when I heard there might be drugs about, obviously I thought it might have something to do with it. Why didn't you say that to the police? Two reasons. First, I thought it just as likely that Mr Pink was on drugs, given that he's an unranked wildcard who just took a set to love off John Sampson. But also, and you mustn't tell anyone this, the tournament is in trouble money-wise. I already don't know how we're going to weather all this, but if it came out that the biggest British star is on drugs or that drugs were sloshing about the club generally, it would be awful. People would stay away and the tournament would have to fold. She looked utterly heartbroken at the thought. Wombledon was obviously a huge part of her life. Seeing her so distressed calmed me a bit, but not much. She still kept information to herself which could help Perry. Look, I'll keep this quiet for now, but you have to do me a favour in return. Anything. What? Give me Digby's address. Now. Love,
2: fifty. love, 30, love, 40, love, game. Love, fifty. love, 30, love, 40, love, game. Love, 15, love, 30, love, 40, love, game. The game is afoot, is Digby involved? his Pen got it sold? Is Perry in prison till he gets old? No longer tennis, along came a chemist. Can Perry free Perry and locate the menace? Love, 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 love. Love, 50 love, 30 love, 40 love Game, love, 50 love, 30 love, 40 love Game, love, 50 love, 30 love, 40 love game. The game is afoot. Can she oh, yeah. find the drugs oh, to cure the club? Oh, will she free Perry oh, and will there be hers? Will there be love? Oh, Search us. Love, Fifty love, 30 love, 40 love game. Oh, hello. Miss Pink isn't it? Do come inside. Can I offer you a sherry? I'm not
0: here for a drink, Digby. I want to talk to you. Absolutely.
2: I've heard about Perry, and I've got the sense you two were close. Please, sit. How may I be of service?
0: You can start by telling me what you know about drugs at Wombledon.
2: Ah, I rather feared this would be the conversation. Are you sure I can't pour you a sherry? I'm having one.
0: Digby lived in a grand townhouse in Chelsea. The carpets were deep enough to lose a slipper in, and he had some beautiful artwork on the walls and all manner of exotic trinkets on display. The man himself was draped in a sumptuous silk smoking jacket, which swayed elegantly as he helped himself to a snifter from a cut glass decanter. I should start by saying I can't prove a thing. That's becoming a familiar refrain. Yes, I dare say it is. He positioned himself artfully on the corner of a chaise
2: lounge. The unfortunate Mr Pink's arrest is not the first whisper of illicit substances connected with dear old Wambledon.
0: Either witness who thinks you might very well be intimately acquainted with them. Why ever would they think that? Your sudden rise in form? Simply
2: the result of healthy eating and practice, I assure you. Plus some work with Ivan Bordel. That man knows his tennis. "'The late Lord Knows was so desperate to see me win, "'and I was giving this year my all "'because I could tell the old boy's time was running out.'
0: "'Perhaps because you were hastening the process along?'
2: "'Now look here. I'll not stand for that. "'I understand you're upset, and I want to help, "'but if you're going to say beastly things like that, I shan't. "'May I continue?' "'Please do,' I said through gritted teeth. "'As I was saying, I have heard whispers "'of someone operating an off-the-books pharmacy within the club.' but I dismissed them as just mean-spirited rumours. He wasn't the most popular chap.
0: Who wasn't? What
2: rumours? Look, the way I heard it is that Owen Owens was offering a little chemical boost to certain players. Because he was the chief umpire, he could warn people when their random tests were due and even help out with the mandatory ones.
0: Owen, it's a bit convenient for you to point the finger at a dead man, isn't it?
2: Need I remind you, Miss Pink, that I needn't point the finger anywhere at all? From what I hear, the police are quite happy they've got their man with everyone's favourite wild card, Perry Pink. Quite the wildest wild card I've ever known.
0: And you're saying Owen
2: approached you offering drugs? Not directly, but there was the odd, oblique comment. But I'm afraid that's it. As I said, I can't prove anything, and I very much doubt anything I've told you will be enough to convince the police they've got the wrong man. If indeed they're here.
0: They have.
2: Absolutely. Well. Now the unpleasantness is out of the way, are you sure I can't tempt you with a little tipple? No, thank
0: you. I have somewhere to be.
2: I thought you might say that. Tatty-bye, then. Good luck to you.
0: I left Digby's and hurried to Owen Owens's house via a quick stop-off to see young Wayne Weaver and bribed him with a packet of sweets to give me his spare key. I made sure my gloves were clean and set about searching for clues. I didn't know exactly what I was looking for in amongst Owen's things but I knew I'd know it when I found it. And boy, was I not wrong. In only the second drawer I opened, I found stacks and stacks of prescriptions for all manner of steroids. Surely this would be enough to clear Perry's name and lay the blame at the feet of Owens. But then I remembered Owens' death. The official line was that he toppled backwards off his high chair, but something had bothered me about the grass underneath the chair's feet. There were indentations in the grass by the rear legs, but none at the front. Someone had intentionally tipped the chair forward while Owen was climbing up before replacing the chair close to, but crucially just off, its original marks. While I was here, perhaps I could find some clues to point the way towards Owen's killer. I kept searching. What's this? A glossy brochure for a luxury housing complex. Was Owen thinking of using his drug money to finance a glamorous retirement? Hang on, these pictures are artists' impressions. This complex hasn't been built and the address is the same as Wombledon Tennis Club. Somebody wants to demolish Wombledon and build posh houses. I'll bet Owen stood to gain from the plan somehow and Lord Knows was standing in his way. I was about to leave with what I hoped would be enough to free Perry. Proof Owen had procured the drugs and a new motive for the killing of Lord Knows. But just as I scooped up the brochure, an empty envelope underneath caught my eye with an unusual stamp. I carefully picked it up by the corner and inspected the postmark. It had been sent a week before Lord Knows' his murder. From Monte Carlo. Oooh, there we poor go. Perry. Episode eight in the bag. In
2: the bag it's in the
1: past now.
0: I know, poor Perry. Poor Perry! I I I worry about him.
1: Look, I'm gonna I am going I don't think Perry did it.
0: And well, you know, the drugs were in his bag.
1: Well, maybe he's a dentist. I've only said that so I can try and work a pun based around periodontist Periodontist. <laughs> no. Didn't work. Uh, anyway, but yeah, let, did maybe you think Perry, maybe you think it's all a big double bluff and Perry was the killer. Anyway, uh, see you all tomorrow for episode nine of Crimes the on the
0: penultimate.
1: The ultimate pen. Court. Penny. The crimes the on centre court. That's the full. That was the full title we gave. Yeah, you there. i realized <laughs> it stopped you. Crimes that. on the penultimate episode. Court.
0: All right. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>
1: Crimes on Centre Court is part of Comedy Whodunits for Your Ears, and Your Friends production. This series is made possible by the support of Arts Council England. It was written by Fergus Woodsdonald with Sound the Music from Fred Riding and featured the voices of Fergus Woodsdonnell, Fred Riding and Heather Westwell. If you would like to learn more about the company, including dates for live theatre shows, visit newoldfriends.co.uk